Right, yeah. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 7 of I Hired My Wife, and we're still together. <laughs> That's right. The podcast that talks all things running a small business as a husband and wife team, and incredibly, yeah, we are still married. This definitely felt like a husband and wife team today. Do you think? Yeah, a little bit. It's a bit of it frustrating today. Yeah. You need to book me in for things instead of just saying, can you come do this? Can you come do this? <laughs> just grabbing your left, right and centre. Like, I forgot to put orders in this morning before cutoff because you're like, can record this video. <laughs> hey, but you're so good. You're so good. And I love that it can just be really authentic. And try to be authentic. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Just did a reel today where we talk about some of our upcoming events, tool fairs and stuff and why people should come visit us. And um, yeah, I love it. Have I, have I won the TikTok off this week? Should we check? No. I haven't. You'll never win because you haven't had a video that's got 1.5 million views. <laughs> Is that the bar that yeah. you're holding me yeah, to? Yeah, absolutely. Once you've got a video that does over 1.5, I'm all ears, man. Last week, it was a bit stressful because we were out of stock um, we had a family funeral, a family so both funeral. of us were out not working all day. Yeah, so nothing happened. Yeah, you're right. So yeah. it's been it's been a real um, up and down week because then of course, you know, we're there to support our friend um, in the passing of her husband and, and celebrate his life. And then you you dealt with your stock issue, and then suddenly we've had some really big uh, days for revenue and sales, which yep. have been really positive. So yeah, it's all swings and roundabouts. I think it's like most small businesses will know that it. You think like you're about to have a break and then something just comes up and you're just like, oh, It's shit. like family finances really, isn't it? Oh, you think, man. oh, we're just getting by and then, oh, the dog needs an operation. <laughs> and don't worry, our dog is fine. Little Lincoln, or big Lincoln, should I say, is still hanging around. Yeah, but that's it. Your family finances, you think you're going to be all right and then something comes up. It's exactly the same in business, isn't it? Exactly the same. Billy has been... Billy's been absolutely on form, yeah, the last couple of weeks. He hasn't been sick. He's testing boundaries. He is. So you'll tell him, no, no, we don't touch that. We don't touch that with our hands. We don't put batteries in our mouth. (laughs) We don't put the connect four little buttons in our mouth. We don't try and fall downstairs. Um, So, you know, he's he's (laughs) testing us out, right? So I'll say, listen, you don't touch that with your hands. Like That's really precious or fragile. Don't touch. And then he'll look at me with these bright, sparkling blue eyes. And he has your blue eyes. Oh, That's amazing. They're amazing. And this like cheeky, wry smile. And then he'll just reach his hand out and he'll touch it just to see whether I'm really mean what I say I'm, I'm going to do. So, you know, you give him first warning. And just like you, you go give him a cupcake and say, <laughs> well done, little man. <laughs> then he reaches his hand out and he touches it. Mm. And then he looks at me like, oh, what are you going to do now? Yeah, yeah. And then I actually follow through and then he cries. <laughs> but... I, I feel like we're we're on top of it at the moment because he's only going to be two soon. Um, you know, I don't know how to discipline a child that's older than two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. that's going to be a different um, ball game, isn't it? No, no. But I think we're, Billy's in a really good zone at the moment, which is really helpful, obviously, for us uh, with how much else is going on in our life. He's ticking along nicely. I'm sure there'll be another phase to hit us any moment, either sickness or growth well, or well overdue. Yeah, we're we're lucky at the moment. Um, so, yeah, long way that continues because we've got a lot booked in this year. So yeah, we cannot. Weeks. What what are we going to do if we get a sick kid and we've got all these plans in motion? Like it is legit. It's like military precision organised at the minute. Trains here, vans here, yeah, events here. If we get sick? If we, we can't get sick. I know. 
vitamin D tablets, vitamin C tablets, vitamin E, B, A, F, G, Z, zinc. Got the A to Z of uh, vitamins. But you've actually been talking all things small business with somebody else last week. Yeah, I was on a podcast with Rob who looks after Green Fingers um, on Instagram and he's got his own business and we're just talking all things small business, um, Instagram live. I think he gets, you know, a fair few people popping in and out of his account. He's got about, I think, ten or 15,000 followers, so he's doing pretty well for himself. And, again, small, young family, and um, we just got chatting and just kind of found a common ground. He's actually one of our affiliates that we have. Um, we sent him a pair of the Munker Taurus boots for him to dry out and have a bit of a crack and put on socials and stuff. So they've been going really well for him and he loves the boots. He loves the style and all that sort of stuff, which is really good. I think I think you came across so well. I was super chuffed. You know, I sat upstairs listening I to it. I hate stuff. Though. I know you do. I hate it. I love pimping you out for it because you're oh, so good. I, honestly, I don't like doing the interviews. Like, if people ask me, I say yes because I'm like, if I think about it, I'll say no. Yeah. yeah. And Rob's a nice guy and all that sort of stuff. But yeah. I'll just be like, and it's yeah. cool. It's their channel and stuff. They need, you know, all we, these different honest, people you talk to. should be doing more of it. Yeah. As a business to try and get myself out there more. But it's hard. I don't like it. I don't like But you you selling the story is so well received. I I can tell everybody to the cows come home, you know, this is how we started. This is, you know, how amazing the growth, all this kind of stuff. But it's not until people actually meet you in person or via, you know, Instagram live, whatever Mm -hmm. it is, that... Just the, the story behind our business just gets in front of them again and again and again. I know a lot of people do say it's a great story, but I don't think we're out of the blue from anyone else who's done this as well. No, no, I get that. You know, you know nobody's I think special. It's just immigration story is different. Oh, do you? And then, you know, how we've come over here and spent the money and yeah. you got to where we are. But obviously starting a business and e-commerce and a wholesale distribution company, I think, you know, I know a lot of people like to follow the story, but I don't try and bang it up or anything like that. No, I think you're being a little too modest there. I, I understand what you're saying, you know, you don't want to pick yourself up too much, but you should pick yourself up because you've grown a business from eight pairs of, of boots on eBay all the way to, you know, we're going to turn over seven, eight, maybe even £900,000 this financial year. And you've done an amazing job. Hopefully the big one mill, and if we do, you're all invited. <laughs> Party on. Yeah, but what I was talking about on the small business was, on that podcast, was I think a lot of people have forgotten like, how many small businesses there are in the country and how much they actually contribute to the UK economy. And I find them, like, since starting a small business, how difficult it is to keep it on top of things while having a family and having a relationship with your wife, husband or partner, whatever it is, to try and keep things going. And I think they're just like, they are the heroes. And people just don't know, obviously, don't get me wrong, coppers, nurses, uh, firefighters, all the good stuff, massive here. I'm talking about just, you from know. The economy. From the, from the economy side of you to keep things ticking along. Because, you know, if we didn't have small businesses or guys coming to buy boots from us, we'd be knackered. Mm-hmm. We'd be out of it. I was just, I was saying to Rob, it was just... I was just kind of having a moment of reflection on how many people are, are going through it at the moment with the prices of everything going up. And then you see companies like British Gas post a profit of $75 million two years ago, and then this year it's $750 million plus. And then they're saying there's <laughs> the an energy co- crisis. Cost of living crisis, like, and it's caused by the energy the companies. Yeah. is that all about? That's outrageous. It is isn't it? disgraceful. That's disgusting. It is disgraceful. And they'll be saying, oh, your money's in the pensions and it's going into that sort of stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but not an extra 700 million, mate. Mm. Like, it's a joke. So, 
And then you hear, I heard recently as well, we, we've been having to think about our company car and about um, vehicles, etc. because mm. we have a dual cab ute, like a dual cab pickup oh, type it truck. Was all, and it was always my dream. It was the first big purchase I made on the business because I was like, you know what, I've worked bloody hard for a couple of years. I'm going to buy myself a dual cab ute. I've always wanted one. And we kind of needed it too. To well, we did, yeah. Because we were going down to the container. Um, to Royal Mail, dropping off 40, 50 pairs of boots, and I just couldn't fit them in my car. No. Um, so going needed... to the events, going to the agriculture events last year, all yeah. sorts like farmer county shows. It was amazing to get out of those muddy fields. <laughs> oh, yeah, especially Blakesley Show. Yeah. One Lord of had rain that day. And um, so, yeah, but now with the new tax laws saying that it's going to be considered a car, a company car, not a company van. Mm. They're going to get stung a load more. You're going to get full BRK on that sort of thing where the vans kind of get a bit of a helping hand because obviously we use ours for work, but it's we're okay because we purchased it before the new rules change. But if you purchase after, I think it's August or July, you're going to get full stung on the new BRK rules. The benefiting kind and, and yeah, tax. Yeah, yeah. So. And that'll affect a lot of farmers, oh, though. A lot of people that work man. in agriculture. I mean, how many times we go to county shows? Oh, even when we went to Lama, how many oh, dual-cap utes were there? All utes. Unbelievable. <laughs> And it's sad because it, the farmers are copping it left, mm-hmm. right and centre at the moment from the government. And this is all about their land and what the government want the farmers to do with their land. Now, if any farmers are listening to this, I know there's one, there's one emailed me last night so saying he listened to the podcast. Oh. Um, can correct me on this, but they used to get a farm subsidy from the, being part of the EU mm-hmm. um, every year based on what you, you put in the ground, etc. Follow all this paperwork, red tape crap. We're going to give you this payment. Mm-hmm. Now that went, obviously, and the UK government have had to step in, but they want farms now to diversify more, to use like 10% of their land to either put trees in, stubble, wildflowers, things like that, um, and they'll give them a subsidy. But I believe what's annoying the farmers is the subsidy is not what they would make out of if they're going to drill crops in. It's all about greenhouse gases and environment policy and things like that. Yeah, which but, that side of it makes sense. It's just it if it's not going to be profitable for the farmer. Well, no, that's right. But, and then it'll... You know, but farmers, no, they're not stupid people. You know, they've been doing this for years and years and years. They know that the practices on the farm have to change to help with the environment. Mm-hmm. But there's other ways to do that. Why have we not heard of an electric tractor yet? <laughs> is that what you're thinking? I'm just thinking that. Remote control. Why is there an electric why tractor? <laughs> oh, probably they don't generate enough power. Yeah. Don't be wrong at the moment. Um, but I'm just thinking, why have we not, no one's come up with an electric tractor yet. Is yeah. that your million dollar idea? I don't know. But if there are any farmers that want to come on and discuss this, I'm more than happy to talk mm. about it. So my background in agriculture was I used to work as a farm trader for Glettle Agriculture um, when I first moved to the UK. And um, now they're ADM. And I still keep in touch, obviously, with all the ag shows. And we obviously do a fair few dealer boots and things like that and work with mongrel boots back in Australia. Um, and I love it. I absolutely love being on farm, talking farm. You do? Oh, mate. Just such down-to-earth people. And how you know, much and did we... How much did we love Jeremy Clarkson's farm? Mate, best show. So good. The best show. And we even got to meet Caleb last year at the yeah, Ag well, Shows. Literally opposite our stand. Yeah. It was so wet, no one could see him. Yeah. I think he'd packed up and gone home by now, midday. <laughs> no, he was fabulous. We um we got a little picture with him and me and Billy, didn't we? Which yeah. was nice. We just need him in a pair of uh, Hobarts or Canines. Yeah, we do. We need him in a pair of boots because uh, he's touring the country now. But yeah, I think Jeremy Clarkson's farm... Whatever you think about him, <laughs> I think the show was just sensational for farming in the UK. It just really showcased the realities oh, of the farming. Oh, the best part was when you had the lambs. Was it the calves? 
and he had to ring up and register the tags over the phone and they said uh your numbers don't match your postcode and he was on the phone for like press one mm-hmm. it was for like 15 minutes and then hung up on him because he, yeah. he just looked at what's his chief charlie. charlie and he said you saw that you heard that and charlie's like He's like he doesn't say it because I fucking know it's ridiculous, outrageous, it's ridiculous. Or the red tape. Oh, the yeah. red tape is terrible. It is terrible. So yeah, I understand that's... there's got to be some policies and boundaries for farmers. And I'm, we're not farmers, but I'll tell you what, it'd be, it's a lot of hard work, and people only see the fun bits of getting mm. on the tractor and yeah, that all the kids want to see, but it's the paperwork behind the scenes. Yikes! Yeah, no, bless no. them. But any of the farmers want to come on and talk policy with us. I'm um, in the government policy and why. I'm more than happy to hear that because mm. I'd be love to know more about it. Um, why there are because it's not just the protests that are kind of happening in the UK now. There's a few in Dover, there was obviously one in Wales a couple of days ago, or maybe even yesterday. Didn't but, I hear that about them being in France as well? Overseas. France, Germany, yeah. Netherlands, yeah. bad, massive protests. Yeah, massive protests. Well, and what are they protesting again? The, I'm assuming the same sort of thing, same um, sort of yeah. levies of levies and governments trying to control policies. what they put in the ground. Yeah, correct, yeah. yeah. okay. Madness. But yeah, like I said, if anyone wants to come on, there is someone who wants to talk about farming policy and government policy around farms. I'm keen to hear it because it'd be interested to get your point of view. So one of the things that I've been really struggling with this week is I think something that a lot of small businesses probably have challenges with, uh, which is um, utilising some agencies to speak on your behalf and not really liking how they sound. <laughs> no, so let's give people a bit of a background yeah. here. Email marketing... As much as it might annoy some people, it is a really big part of business mm-hmm. and it does work. Yeah, it's a fantastic digital marketing strategy. Correct. It gets the right information in front of the right people. Yep. You know, it can it can share promotions, it can share new products with people that are actively engaged with your brand. At awesome. mass. Um, yeah, at mass. And it's cheap. Yeah. It's a really cheap way. You know, you don't have to print something, get it sent somewhere. Like, it's amazing. Amazing. So the reason I, we did this was when I was building the business, I was working by myself and Emma couldn't help me at the time. So I went out to an email agency and said, I would like to hire your services. And they said, yep, no worries. We're going to transform your email marketing mm-hmm. and make it unbelievable and generate you a ton more business. I mm-hmm. said, great, that's what I like. And to be fair to them, they did. They did exactly that. They so they did. transformed the workflows. The which, workflows which are huge. basically means uh, when you talk about an email workflow, if this, then that, right? So if somebody signs up to receive uh, your newsletter, what emails will they receive as a result of that? That's where they enter. If somebody buys a product from you, what emails will they receive as a result of that action? So it's really quite clever. Um, you can be quite targeted with it. You know, for example, for us, if somebody buys a pair of um, steel blue boots or zip-sided boots, Ryan's recorded a video of how to maintain and look after Zip-sided boots. I mean, genius. Yeah, well, you know, it makes sense because I don't think zip-sided boots have been massive in the UK. So a lot of people don't know how to actually look after them. They think it's just a zip. goes up and down like you do on your, on your fly, on your jumper or whatever, up and down, and that's it. But there is a s- simple couple of ways you need to look after them to then make sure they last as long as they do. And you raised a really good point, actually, on the Instagram Live that I picked up, which was... We're changing the trend of spending 40 quid on a pair of boots and have them last four months or five months um, and have to buy another pair for 50 quid or whatever. Instead, people are, you know, getting up 120, 130 quid for a pair of boots, but they're still treating them like a pair of 50 quid boots. So that's why we're trying to uh, inform people of how to look after your boots and keep them going. And a lot of our boots come with a warranty. 
But we don't want them to come back under warranty because it costs us money, costs the manufacturer money, our margin reduces. It, it benefits everybody if the pair of boots do the job. Absolutely. Does it? And, and keep doing the job. Yeah. So so uh, think that's we, an example of an email that, yeah. workflow Correct. that is beneficial Sorry, for I'm everyone. A bit of a tangent there. <laughs> Thank you. Well, no, I just, I just like to make the point that with, you know, we're trying to help these brands, you know, as much as we are on an online business that people can see our videos and go, oh, actually, you know, they are trying to educate as much as they possibly can yeah. because they don't have a store and not there to tell them. Yeah. And also, I would argue that if you go and buy a pair of safety boots from a store, they won't every time tell you how to look after them. Well, so, no, so, aren't they? No. So, so email workflows are a really great way of getting information, whether that be promotional or informative, in front of the right people at the right time. So that's been really good. The challenge I've got is how they sound. So when you take on any sort of agency, you know, you give them a brief. That's a given. Yeah. You give them a creative brief, you sort of give them an idea of tone of voice, you give them imagery, you give them your brand colours, all that kind of stuff. And when it comes to brand colours, nobody can mess that up because it's a specific code, isn't it? But there really isn't any kind of uh, rule book, I guess, when it comes to tone of voice, when it comes to what you want to promote, the content you want to promote. Yeah, it's kind of gone a bit rogue, I would say. So to anybody that has been um, enrolled in our emails, in our campaigns and that, I'd be interested to actually hear your feedback. One of our mates told us. Oh, no, we had dinner. I love John, bless him, like big farmer guy. He's about, what is he, 26, 27? Looks like he's 55. He does not. He does, and he knows it. He's a bit like a brick shit house. And he said, love what you guys do. But he goes, fucking emails. Like, Jesus unsubscribe unsubscribe I said mate great feedback because guess what we're sacking them exactly because, yes. because we just felt like three emails a week isn't us it's too much we weren't giving them anybody anything new like news there was nothing exciting from an email like when I want to send an email it's about these are back in stock and we're doing really well with these or um, check out this new product or this new feature you, you want to add value add value yeah well, not just no, exactly. reminding people that we're there no that's right which, which is which is a very um, accepted strategy if you just want to say listen come see my website again and again and again I get that 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 works but for us I think that's quite um, invasive just trying to put us in front of them I want to add some value that's right and so this week we made the decision to actually not use a marketing agency anymore because Nobody knows the brand. Nobody knows the products. Nobody knows the news better than us. No, that's right. So um, now we've got the time. Yeah. It was great. But then obviously they were kind of asking for feedback. I gave them like a brief on like what design I kind of wanted. And there are some really interesting, you know, very creative email designs out there now. Designed to capture attention, designed to get imagery in front of people. But you also have lots of technical things to consider Mm. because you want to make sure that your emails get through as well. So you can't be fully graphic or they can't be too large. Like there needs to be just the right amount of imagery text good size you can't send it to, to the through. same people all the time no you don't want to spam exactly all there's so much more behind it yeah it's really quite technical but like i almost want to apologize to people because i'm just like this wasn't us yeah the tone wasn't of voice me. yeah and they were kind of like oh when emma came on board and started looking after the email marketing agency i was like they're like well i'm never going to see and i'm like no because i never had time yeah. i just saw it there approving <laughs> i'll see you right. cheers so i was a little bit concerned because obviously i've come onto the business for five weeks in and i've i've removed an agency um but they were the most expensive agency that we work with and um and so that makes sense for us as a business to not have that outgoing anymore especially if i have the um, skills resources internally to do it 
that makes sense. Um, but also, you know, I just didn't think that we were getting value for that money. It, even though, you know, we were, um, we are generating, you know, revenue via email marketing. I mean, I hope other small businesses out there are as well, or might consider that after hearing this. But um, yeah, it's just when it's not your tone of voice, when it's not what you would say, when the email you would unsubscribe from, like oh. that's not what you want to be paying for, is it? Wasn't it? That? it was getting towards like spelling mistakes, the copy, it didn't look very professional. I got lazy, I think. I think yeah, I feel like I, I, just, so. I just didn't care. Yeah, you've got to ride these agencies really hard to get yeah. what you want out of them. And I think because we didn't have the time, they weren't getting the feedback, no. you know, and, and that's not... When I work with a, an outsourced agency or a supplier, you know, I want it to be a real collaboration. Yeah. And we, but we do get that one out of our SEO agents. We do. Yeah, they are, big time. He, you yeah. know, he, help us, he helps us out a million. Yeah, they're really, really good. And, and they want to know what's going Google, on. Google, Google yeah. um, ad business as well, they, I feel like. They feel like they want to know what's going on. Where email is kind of like, this is the plan for the month. You're happy with it. Cheers. This is going to be the copy, approved, yeah. send, gifts. But that might just be finding the right agency. Yeah, but again, I don't. I think the agency, if they, if we were a big company, and we had, like, oh, we are. I guess we're you know big, if, <laughs> you know despite our big name. Yeah, but like if we were a massive, massive company, you think they care? Probably fine. Yeah, but we're not. We we want it to be small business, customer focused. If we've got news, let's share it. If we don't, let's not, mm. because. We need to add value to these emails and to people. Like if someone clicks on our email and says, oh, wow, I didn't know you could do that with your mm. boot. Oh, I didn't know they had that. A cloudy grey canine it actually looks shit up. Can I can I quote some things that I had a challenge with in particular? Mm. So well, one of the emails said, you know what we mean? <laughs> Has anybody ever said, do you know what we mean? <laughs> um, yeah, didn't like that very much. Also, uh, they referred to people's feet as tootsies. <laughs> Your tootsies, well, thank you. I was like, no. I'm cringing hard no. at me. If there was a video <laughs> on me right now, like, honestly, oh, God. Like, and it's just little things like that, you know. Oh, my God, I've missed the best one. So over Valentine's Day, I wanted... Um, oh, this is honking. I wanted them to talk about our bestsellers because they're the things our customers love. Like, what an easy leap to make, you know. And I, I gave some feedback on a template they'd made. And... They essentially changed some text to say, find your perfect match, much like finding your Valentine's companion. <laughs> and I was this close to sending Ryan a card saying, to my Valentine's Day companion. <laughs> who says that? Chat GBT says that. That's yeah, who says that. Yeah. Nobody in their right mind says, like finding your Valentine's Day companion. We should have like this would be good if we ever got video set up because it'd be great to like go through them and see what people are saying because yeah you know sometimes they work and you know yeah because it, it, it actually might work with the customers that sign up that don't buy anything but there's people like customers that I know we want to hold like if someone buys something from us I can't thank them enough and I want to hold on to them by mm. providing proper news proper content and things that we it's know valuable. that might be valuable to their to their life. It might not be, but if someone wants some dealer boots or some work boot safety boots, what can we have that's yeah. they're doing that's new to these people's emails? Because I think that's a really good intention. And I think that that was not 
that well that is not the an agency's intention and no, no. an agency's intention it's is like generate revenue yeah, correct. yeah return on investment but like, like i said we're not in it for the like the short-term game we're in it for the long-term game yeah and i feel like you know as long as if a customer keeps seeing our emails and go oh they're pretty good content small family business and they're still around a couple of years i'll get boots back from them again that's it so if you've received some emails from us recently no <laughs> if you've received them really recently they might have even been written by me um but um yeah, we we apologise if we have been um, seen to be a little bit spammy or a bit weird, <laughs> a bit, yeah. a bit a bit um, grammatically incorrect. Um, look, it's not our intention, um, but we've made a big change, and um, yeah, you'll be hearing from me from now on. Yeah, be Emma. So uh, they think, are crap. And I honestly think, <laughs> why don't we change the template to a bottom down the bottom with a picture of you saying this email was done by? Well, Emma. actually, at the moment, I have a little picture of you with Billy on your shoulders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saying Ryan founder and Billy little legend. Yeah, but I think <laughs> you should almost put you now saying this email was written by yeah. you because it sounds possible. Yeah, yeah. Market. Okay. Well, what's coming up in the next couple of weeks? Shows, shows and shows. Actually, we're going to get Emma to do some interviews with people at the Ali Pally Trade Fair. Um, On the 29th of February to the 1st of March. Yeah, yeah we'll be there. Ali Pally. Come yep. say day if you want to deal on some boots um, and some workwear. But I've got Emma and Mike, and she's going to go around asking people if they would hire their wife. Oh, is that right? Uh, I reckon. We're going to have a bet on how many people would say yes, and I am probably reckon about... Five percent. Five percent. Okay. So I'm on the ground. I'm going to be talking to some people, trying on our boots, getting some video content, I assume, but also recording them for our podcast. Yeah, yeah. Oh, how exciting. Okay. Good. Yeah, I want you to do that. That'd be cool. I reckon it'd be good. Okay. I feel like now I need a t-shirt saying, would you hire your wife? <laughs> Mate, we, we, that we, would, oh, shit, we need to order some shirts. That would make a really <laughs> quick, would you hire your wife? I know. <laughs> That'd I be really easier. I have to know a branded shirt, this one, not a branded shirt, a, uh, like a, one of our brand's t-shirts. Yeah. That'd be good. Yeah, that'd be good. So yeah, Tool Fair, um, Ali Pali, 29th of Feb to the 1st of March. We'll be there. It's our first event for the year. Yep. Real kickoff. We've got 12 others after that. So, yeah, my God. <laughs> no sickness allowed. No. Okay. Bad budget, I. See you later. See ya. <laughs>